Well, guys, I'm going to be streaming the rally before my guest. So please stick around. We're going to go through some news before President Trump goes live. Unfortunately, my guests are scheduled a month in advance, so President Trump slipped this rally in as a result of the loss of Ivana Trump. Sad, sad thing. Hopefully, you guys will come on over here and hang out with us, watch the rally, watch President Trump's speech. I've got several stories lined up I want to talk about as well. So thank you very much. I think we're all looking forward to hearing what President Trump says tonight. The importance of the state of Arizona cannot be overstated. What's up out there on the Foxhole, Rumble, Getter, Odyssey? For some reason, I can't get the chat to show on Odyssey. All right, sit back, relax, grab your popcorn. We're going to be right back after this. All right, guys, I know that this is not the plan we had for tonight. And unfortunately, uh, I did not want to go up against the president. So what I decided I was going to do, because actually I don't know if my guest is going to be able to make it tonight. Anytime President Trump schedules a rally when I've already got a show scheduled um, and my guest is unable to be here, I am going to be streaming the rally. Of course, we got to see what President Trump has to say. And uh, I'm hoping that our guest is still going to be able to join us a little bit later tonight, uh, Megan Walsh, after President Trump is done speaking. We are going to be checking in with the rally. Check it out right there. I've got it all ready to go. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, I do have a couple of interesting stories that I wanted to go over with you. I uh, hope everybody out there is having a great day. Sean Joe, thank you very much for starting up the gold pills already over there on the foxhole. Uh, for those of you who are just joining us, our, our guest tonight is scheduled to be Megan Walsh. She is the daughter of John Walsh, the host of America's Most Wanted. We're going to be talking about the disappearance of her brother. We're also going to be talking about the living hell that she's been put through by her parents uh, and it's a very interesting story. So hopefully I'm waiting to hear back from Megan here shortly. I had reached out to her earlier today uh, just to make sure that she would be comfortable doing a little bit later show because of President Trump's late arrival tonight in Arizona. And thus far, I have not been able to hear back from her. But she understands that uh, basically nobody would be here if President Trump was speaking at the same time that I was on the air. So I think that probably the biggest story of the day today, guys, uh, is the fact that uh, Steve Bannon was found guilty of both contempt of Congress charges. Now, obviously, the unselect committee is not a fair or normal committee. Uh, there is no equal representation of Republicans and Democrats. There is no presentation of evidence on behalf of President Trump or the Republicans. This is really a kangaroo court that's designed to ensnare anyone that's close to President Trump 
and anyone who might have gone up against the committee at any time, anybody who ever gave support to MAGA candidates or America First Americans. And as a result of that, Steve Bannon is uh, now the latest casualty in terms of that. But I was reading up on some uh, legal, um, I guess, uh, analysis of the case, and it appears that the judge did not even allow Steve Bannon to present his own case there in court. Uh, Steve Bannon, obviously, I don't think that he was guilty of contempt of court, and this is not something that people are ever usually convicted of. Uh, This is clearly a vindictive prosecution that took place here. Um, Hold on. People are saying he's a Freemason and the family is disgusting. It's so weird. We have shot ourselves in the foot with these labels, I'm afraid. Honey, are you talking about Steve Bannon? People are calling Steve Bannon a Freemason. I don't know anything about that. Um, But you know what? Let me let me comment on this. Let me comment on this. You know, I mean, it's uh, we're just here hanging out, waiting for the president to start. Um, I am going to be attending the pit, the event put together by Greg Phillips, Catherine Engelbrecht, and True the Vote. Let me first say this. True the Vote, Catherine Engelbrecht, and Greg Phillips have done more to prove election fraud in the swing states where President Trump had the election stolen from him in 2020 than just about anybody else that I can point to and, and, and look at their work. Um, I believe that they are good people and I believe that their heart is in the right place, but I've seen a lot of criticism of them on Truth Social and all over the place, and I want to say wholeheartedly that I don't agree with it. Someone said that I was in on it because I was going to this pit event. Uh, I don't know what you mean by that. If you mean in on it in that I get a chance to go meet a whole bunch of alternative media journalists that I have respected for a very long time, people who I believe have had an indelible uh, effect on this movement to save America, then yes, I'm absolutely in on it. Uh, But this isn't about Greg Phillips. It's not about Catherine Engelbrecht. I mean, this is about bringing the alternative media together and helping to coordinate the release of information that's going to support our cause. So the fact that anybody would would trip on them for doing that uh, or the fact that anybody would would criticize them for the way that they choose to do it. You know what? If you think that they can be doing it better, then start your own organization. Go do your own investigation and release your own information. Go pull together your own event and bring together the brightest minds and the most um, uh, trustworthy sources in the alternative media, bring them together and have your own event. I think you'll find that it's not as easy as just doing it, making it happen. You know, there's a lot of logistics that are going on. What's up, (laughs) Gaffer Anand? Thank you very much. There are a lot of logistics involved in putting an event together and in bringing all of these people together. I mean, it's not just location. It's not just the actual date of the event. You know, I mean, I don't know if there's going to be speakers there. I don't know if there are going to be individuals presenting information. I mean, we have been given precious little data. All I know is that there's this event and I've been invited to it by people that I respect. And if you don't want to follow me any longer because I am going to this event, then I have nothing to say to you. I don't know who you are. I don't know what your problem is, and I don't think that there is anything reasonable that you have to criticize these people over because, again, they have done more to prove the election fraud in these very key 
uh, uh, swing states than anybody else out there that I can see. And so I wait patiently to witness the election fraud evidence that you and your group bring to the table. I wait to see the film that you and your group produce (laughs) and get distributed throughout the United States at great personal cost to you, at great financial cost to you, when everybody out there that would normally support something like that chooses to go out and download it for free. Are you a communist? Do you people that were doing that, that are criticizing these individuals for hoping to put information out there at the cost that it is and make their money back? Are you people realizing what you're doing here? You are essentially ensuring that people in the future are not going to want to waste their time and effort on doing something like this because they won't be able to get the return that they need in order to pay for it. Money does not just grow on trees, okay? Uh, These things that we're doing here cost money, okay? I don't ask anybody for money to produce this show, and yet I do it six days a week. Uh, I pay for all the equipment, all of the the fees to, to run all these services, to pay for the ability to stream to all these different places. It's not free. I I have to go ahead and and do it, and I will continue to do it whether or not anybody chooses to support the show because I believe in this, and this is my life's work. I want to do something that has meaning. I want to do something that matters. Yes, well, uh, uh, Emerson Biggins, I appreciate that. No, they aren't worth my time, but I've seen it out there on Truth Social, and I felt that I was compelled to say something because it matters to me, all right? Calling somebody's character into question, I think that is something that deserves and warrants a a commentary. Uh, yes, Rumble just deployed dark mode. I have dark mode on. You can see it here on the screen. It's right there. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's good stuff. So l- let me get back to the news here. All right. So it's not really a surprise to me that Steve Bannon has been convicted on both of these charges of contempt of Congress. I think it's garbage. Uh, I don't think that he deserves to have been found guilty. And I I don't even know what his punishment's going to be. Sentencing is not going to be for some time. Maybe it'll happen next week. Maybe we'll we'll get the information about it. Um, But it, it really displays the totalitarian nature of this current regime and how far our country has slipped from where it once held a lofty position. It is not the place that it used to be. Uh, Dark mode means that the background of rumble is dark instead of light. It's very simple. You can see here on the screen, look below me, foxhole is in dark mode and rumble is in dark mode as well. Uh, It just makes the background dark instead of being light. That's pretty much it. Yeah. And uh, I have all my stuff on dark mode. It's easier on your eyes. I like it. I definitely like it. So, it, it's uh, it's something that you can do on your own computer, on your own browser, on your own telephone. Um, but yeah, so if, if we take a look here uh, at uh, the coverage of Steve Bannon being found guilty, uh, this is also not a surprise because this was a trial that was taking place in Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. is the literal swamp. These people live there. They work there. They congregate there, they plot there, they scheme there. 
Washington, D.C. is made up of virtually nothing but swamp creatures. And so I'm not surprised that Steve Bannon was found guilty. They deliberated for less than three hours. They found him guilty on those two contempt of Congress charges. Of course, uh, hacks like Kyle Griffin were out there celebrating the fact that Steve Bannon, uh, one of the most brilliant political minds of the modern age, has been found guilty in this kangaroo court. I like Steve Bannon a lot. And if I don't know why people don't like Steve Bannon. You know, I, I look at the content of people's character. I look at uh, the actual actions and the results that they produce out in the world. Um, I think that virtually any every single person that you come across that has some level of, of cachet or, or profile in the modern age, you're going to find something that you don't personally agree with 100% or maybe even something that you dislike. But does that mean we throw the baby out with the bathwater? I mean, to me, that's akin to like, you know, <laughs> throwing a baby out because it has like a deformity or something like that. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> and everybody can change. Everybody can go on a journey and become the person that God made them or want, excuse me, intended for them to be. So the idea that there's something wrong with Steve Bannon, President Trump chose Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon worked with Andrew Breitbart. He was there as the editor-in-chief at Breitbart. You know, I think that Steve Bannon captured something in the American consciousness and really helped to develop it. You know, they call him a racist. They call him a nationalist, a white supremist. They say all these things. And to me, one of the major things that it comes down to is you look and hear what the mainstream media is saying about these people. Yes, his coat, his coat, honey. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, yeah, Steve Bannon is 10 million percent MAGA. Full stop, full stop. All right, you know, and here, here's a here's a something regarding something somebody said earlier, you know, don't feed the trolls. You know, it's like we're we're out here in these chats and, and we're anonymous people. You know, how do we know who is a legitimate MAGA patriot? How do we know who you are? Okay, and I'm not asking anybody to reveal themselves. I suppose if you want to go out there and, you know, behave in a certain way, maybe you should reveal yourself so that, you know, it it can be a, an actual conversation instead of just, you know, a bunch of attacks on a social media platform. Um, but um, Sterling Cannabis, I agree. That was the next point that I was going to get to. Uh, I, I agree. This is going to go to the Supreme Court. Okay, it's going to go to the Supreme Court. It's going to go through appeal. Steve Bannon is uh, is not going to have this burden him for the rest of his life. Um, and I think more than anything, it is uh, it's an example of, again, the totalitarian nature of the regime that we're currently currently living under. Uh, and again, how far America has fallen. President Trump would not have chosen Steve Bannon to be his chief strategist. If President Trump thought that he was a bad guy. Steve Bannon's vision for America is my vision for America, okay? That's exactly how I feel. It's how I felt for a long time. I'll tell you guys a story. I remember when I first realized that I was a nationalist and that there was nothing wrong with being a nationalist. You know, I mean, it was in the lead up to President Trump running for office. It was before he ran for office. You know, I started thinking about it and uh, and I saw this these attacks, you know, uh, you know, a nationalist, you know, right wing conspiracist or whatever. 
And I started thinking about it. You know, the only time I'd ever heard nationalism was combined with national socialism. But those are two very different things. All right. Uh, A nationalist wants the best for their country and they want their country to succeed. That's all I want is for America to be number one again. And I want our country to take care of her people. I want to stop giving money willy-nilly to all these third world nations all over the world. Because how many years have we been doing it? Hey, Chi-Chi, come here, buddy. How many years have we been passing out free money all over the world? And what good has it done? Those countries where we give out cash, that money just ends up in somebody else's pocket. Not the people that it's supposed to benefit. It ends up in the politicians' pockets. Sandy, thank you very much. She says, love your show and this family. Thanks, Red Pill. Much love. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. That money ends up in the hands of the corrupt. That money ends up in the hands of drug dealers, of terrorists. That money does not do any good to those countries. Okay, they haven't fixed any problems. They haven't created a better system. They haven't done anything except get richer. The elites of those nations, the elites of those nations have been much, much richer at this point. And thank you again, Sandy. Appreciate that. Steve Bannon is a hero. Steve Bannon's a great guy. I I got nothing against Steve Steve Bannon and anybody who does. I, I don't understand where it's coming from. Steve Bannon really wrote the book on modern-day conservatism, uh, American nationalism, the MAGA playbook, all right? I I, I love Steve Bannon. He's a great guy. But we got to take care of our own country. We can't keep pretending that we're taking care of these other countries because we're not. We're not doing anything except hurting ourselves and hurting future generations. This is why we have to take the power back and return it to we the people. The world elites know exactly what they're doing. They have every awareness, every bit of concept and conceptualization that they need to understand exactly what they're doing and exactly what they're pushing us into. I saw a really good video earlier today. Uh, It was scenes from across the world of demonstrations and police brutality interspersed with speeches from Klaus Schwab talking about the Great Reset, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, you know, they, they know that they are changing the world for the worse, the worse for us, better for them because they're going to have more control and, and they're going to just basically be absolutely shaping every aspect of our lives from here on out. So, again, with Steve Bannon... Let's go ahead and take a listen to his statement after he was convicted earlier today. Let's take a look. Thank you. I want to thank, start by thanking the jury. We respect their decision today. I really want to thank those hardworking citizens of Washington, D.C. that uh, had to take an entire week off to go through this. So their thanks. We respect their decision. We may have lost a we're not going to lose this war, okay? David Schoen's going to talk here in a second about exactly what, for what the jury heard, they came to their conclusion, right, about what was put on in the, in, in that. David Schoen's going to talk to you about our appeals process, but listen, in the closing, 
prosecutor missed one very important phrase, right? I stand with Trump and the Constitution, and I will never back off that, ever. This didn't seem like David. the misdemeanor from hell, Mr. Bannon. What happened? I thought it was pretty yeah. good hell. This is round one. That's yeah. what happened. Uh, State this is a bulletproof appeal. Uh, I, have you ever in another case seen a judge six times say in the case that he thinks the standard uh, for willfulness is wrong? He said it doesn't comport with modern jurisprudence. He said it doesn't comport with the standard, tradi uh, the traditional definition. Uh, but he said he feels his hands were bound by, the uh, by a 1961 decision. You will see this case reversed on appeal. You will see all of these resources, three federal prosecutors, four FBI agents for misdemeanor, being wasted. Um, you cannot find another crime in which uh, misdemeanor or felony in which a person is convicted without believing or knowing or having reason to believe he or she did anything wrong. That's the standard that was applied in this case. The government said from the start the standard they were urging on the court was, was Bannon subpoenaed and did Bannon show up? Doesn't matter his reasons. They won the case, maybe in closing today. They lost their appeal in closing today. The overreaching by the government in this case has been extraordinary on every level. But shame on this office of the United States Attorney's Office and the Department of Justice for how far they put forward an argument today that completely tears asunder constitutional principle of separation of powers. They argued to the jury today that when a person gets a subpoena and executive privilege is invoked, it's for Congress to decide whether the executive privilege is valid and how broad it is. That's absolutely false. The courts, if there's a question whether the question is judiciable in court, but if it is, only the courts can be the arbiter. They likened today Congress to a referee on a playground field with uh, children and that Mr. Bannon didn't want to listen to the referee. That's not how our constitutional structure works. Whether one believes executive privilege was properly invoked here, was valid, how broad it was, etc., when a former president or a current president invokes executive privilege, it's presumptively valid, period. It's not for Congress to decide that it's not valid. Secondly, from the willfulness standard that the judge um, felt compelled to apply in this case, and which he said he's inclined to think is wrong, uh, again, all they had to prove was that he didn't show up. That can't be the standard in a case, especially in a case that holds the potential for a jail sentence. So think about it. Any citizen gets a subpoena from Congress, hires an experienced lawyer. The lawyer tells that citizen, you may not comply. Not we ought to think about it. Former president invoked executive privilege. You may not comply. Again, you can debate whether he could have complied in part or in full. He listened to his lawyer. It's not an intuitive process. His lawyer directed him he may not apply. The Justice Department decisions, as we've said in the past, their official position has been in the past that former and current executive branch employees, when they're served with a subpoena and executive privileges invoked, cannot be compelled to uh, appear, and in any event that this statute cannot be applied against them. There are issues for appeal in this case that are astounding. By, by the way, by the way, by the way, the only... Hang, hang on. I want to thank the jury for the, what the effort they did, the judge, particularly the court administration here, everybody. I only have one disappointment, and that is the gutless members of that show trial committee, the J6 committee, didn't have the guts 
to come down here and testify in open that court. Thank you very does much. Does this embolden them, or, Mr. Bannon, does this embolden the committee? Sure. What's your understanding of where the two motions are? That guy in the back, no one is above the law. This is what democracy looks like. That is... That, that, that's what the uh, Antifa demonstrators say every single time. This is not what democracy looks like, okay? First of all, we're a republic, okay? And what's happening right now is not even within the boundaries of the law. This is not what everything is supposed to do. This is not how it's supposed to behave. Here you go, honey. Come get Chi-Chi. Nobody's going to see it. Come take it. Okay. All right, Chi-Chi was in my lap. <laughs> I had to get rid of him. Um, this is not how it's supposed to go. Ooh, Mike Lindell has my coffee now. Don't forget, you guys, you can go to my uh, my pillow link down below, and you can use my code to get a discount on coffee, on sheets, on uh, slippers, on bathrobes, on all of it. Go to the link in the description below. I'm sure Debbie's out there. Debbie can go ahead and drop it. Appreciate it, Debbie. But this is a miscarriage of justice. Now, uh, as Steve's lawyer said there, the, the the threshold was merely did Steve Bannon show up, okay? It didn't matter that it was an illegal request because Steve Bannon had executive privilege invoked by the president. Nobody shows up if they have executive privilege because the things that they're going to be asked about are going to break that executive privilege, Presidents have executive privilege for instances exactly such as this. If they want to talk about a variety of different things having to do with policy, having to do with running the country and ensuring the safety and security of a nation, the president and his advisors should be able to discuss those things openly without having to worry about some kangaroo jackass court like the January 6th committee or the entirety of Washington, D.C., and their completely stacked jury pool. There is no such thing as a balanced jury in Washington, D.C. There is only swamp jurors that are going to be chosen. Now, here's the thing. Perhaps if Steve Bannon had been allowed to present his case, had been allowed to argue his reasoning for not showing up because he had it, he had legal grounds as to why it was not necessary for him, why it was illegal for him to show up, then perhaps that jury may have sided with him. But the court is so completely unfair in Washington, D.C., they told them, you decide this case based upon one thing. Steve Bannon was subpoenaed. Did he show up? No? Okay. Therefore, he must be guilty. I wish we had that standard of justice for the Biden family, uh, for the criminals such as Hillary Clinton, uh, such as any number of other cabal members that have been that have been breaking laws for a very long time. Speaking of which, speaking of which, I wanted to show you guys another story that broke today. Remember, I told you that the feds were nearing the point at which Hunter Biden was either going to be charged or not. Well, guess what? Guess what? It looks like. They're working on a plea deal with him. I knew it. I knew that Hunter Biden was never going to set foot in a jail in any portion of this country. I knew that Hunter Biden was not going to be convicted of anything in Washington, D.C. or Delaware, as it were. You know, the IRS, 
is a very powerful tool that is used all the time against political dissonance, people on the right, all right? Those are people who didn't even try to break the law. They did not attempt or they had no malice when it came down to any laws that they broke. They were just pushed into a situation. The IRS tries to take everything you have. I have a friend right now who's literally being destroyed by the IRS because he's a whistleblower. I can't tell you who he is right now, and hopefully he's going to be able to come forward. But he's in a bad situation. They're trying to destroy him and his family. They're trying to take everything that he has. And because he's a whistleblower, he can no longer work in the federal government. Can't get a job, can't support his family, and the IRS wants all of his damn money. But then you got some degenerate like Hunter Biden, who is getting Secret Service escorts to crack houses, to hotels with prostitutes. Hunter Biden is going to be okay. All right, he's going to be free to smoke crack another day, and he's never going to have to worry about paying that money back to the IRS. Because remember, a lawyer that is associated with the Biden criminal regime already paid off, already paid off his IRS bill. He doesn't have to worry about a damn thing. Meanwhile, of course, we've got people still sitting in prison in Washington, D.C. because of the fact that they were allowed to come in. They were waved inside the Capitol building by police as uh, what's his name or uh, AOC. AOC so succinctly stated the police waved them in. Let me see. I also also wanted to show you guys what happens when you kill cops. When you're a cop killer in America because of the movement to defund the police, because of the movement to destroy law enforcement and make it so that people don't want to patrol the streets, don't want to keep people safe, you also get off quite often. Now, David Dorn was a retired police officer, but the man should still have our respect. He wasn't there that day as a police officer. He was guarding a friend's business. And he was murdered by a couple of thugs in St. Louis. Shot, bled out on the sidewalk while somebody filmed the whole thing. While somebody filmed him dying right there. Can you imagine being David Dorn's family, his children, his wife? having to watch that replay over and over and over again? What about all the the kids that see that and think, well, geez, you know, I want to be a gangster someday. I guess maybe I should just run out there and shoot a cop. Nothing's going to happen to me. I'll be just fine. All right, so you had one guy who actually pulled the trigger. He got convicted of murder. But then you had an accomplice, an accomplice who was involved in the murder of David Dorn. And he got out on time served. He got probation. His wife watched the video while it was streaming. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine having to watch that? On Facebook freaking live. The the things they choose to delete from Facebook. The things they choose to delete from Facebook. And David Dorn died live on the air. Here it is. Here's some pictures. Security camera footage of these cold-blooded murderers as they looted a pawn shop, stealing used tools, I don't know what. 
Mark Jackson is this man's name. His charges got suspended. Uh, He could have been charged with second-degree murder, but all of his charges were dropped. He got put on probation, and he was released with time served. Mark Jackson actually testified against the guy who pulled the trigger. He He was a rat. He was a common street rat. But David Dorn cannot be brought back to life. David Dorn is not going to walk this planet ever again. And his family, they remember that. Now, thank God at least one of these guys got put in prison. And you know what? Maybe it's only because it was streaming live on Facebook. Maybe that's the only reason that they decided to to put that guy away. But if it would have been up to Kamala Harris, if it would have been up to AOC, if it would have been up to anybody else on the squad, that guy would have walked away scot-free. Because they don't want people to be safe here in America. They want us to be afraid for our lives. They want us to stand in fear, stay in our homes. They want our guns. They want to take everything away from us. Yeah, Sterling, maybe. Maybe Hunter will be dead soon. Uh, I know that I can tell you this. If Hunter Biden continues to use crack cocaine and and hard drugs in the way that he does then yeah there's there's no way he's he's not going to be alive for very long all right let me go through some of these thank yous we're going to be watching president trump here in just about 17 minutes i'm i'm looking at the rally right now it's uh people just talking um i have the rsbn feed pulled up because president trump's feed doesn't start until like the moment he walks out on stage <clears throat> ccp is our only help ammo up <laughs> how how is the ccp our only help i don't understand that oh because you're gonna feed him crack cocaine <laughs> that might be it that might be it you know the uh the chinese communist party they are going to keep hunter biden loaded up on hard drugs <laughs> for as long as they possibly can as long as it gets them what they want let me say thank you to sean joe let me say thanks to sloan tv and porpoiseful Principled Enigma, Bannon will win his appeal. I absolutely agree with you. Oh, God, yeah, Truth Seeker 99. That live feed of the three teens terrorizing that autistic boy, they tortured him. Why didn't they get charged with kidnapping and torture? I mean, jeez, yeah. <laughs> oh, Pete's. Uh, Sean Joe, thanks again. And Principled Enigma, thanks again. Space Cookie, appreciate you, buddy. Timber Jet says, glad you're here for us, Zach. Uh, God bless you, and God bless Steve Bannon. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. It's my pleasure to be here with you guys. You know, even if the news itself can at times be disconcerting, can at times be um, a little bit difficult to take. I do want to address something also. And I, it, it occurs to me that the people who are hearing this maybe are not the audience that needs to hear it because I feel like the people who watch the streams are not necessarily the people who watch like the Red Pill News Monday through Thursday. Um, because of all of the stuff that I had to do in the month of July, and frankly, because of, um, all of the things that I've had to allow to lapse in my life, just as a matter of necessity, producing this show every day, whether it's pre-recorded or live, um, I had a lot that I had to take care of and I just couldn't put it off any longer. And, uh, and so, you know, I made an executive decision as it is my channel too. 
instead of doing the Red Pill News Monday through Thursday to do, you know, the live stream at one o'clock to do Occam's Razor just four days a week and then fill in the gaps with extra shows along the way as I could. And, um, you know, I, I, I think I needed a bit of a mental health break. I'm going to be really honest with you guys. You know, this has been a grind and uh, there was a long time there where I felt like I, I couldn't not do a show, not only because I felt like I felt like I had to. I felt like I owed it to you guys to continue to do it, even if it was detrimental to like my own mental health and the uh, situation with my relationships around me. Uh, I just felt like it had to happen. And, um, you know, that hasn't always been good for me or, you know, for the people I love. So I had to uh, take a little bit of a break, even though I still made shows like every day. I, 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 I backed off a little bit and I've slowly done that over the last two months. Now, starting next month, um, we're going to be traveling like the first two weeks. So the shows are going to be different still. <laughs> People are probably going to be upset with me about it. Uh, but that's just the way that it has to be, because I'm going to be traveling for a few different reasons. And, um, you guys can still expect me to be putting out videos, but they're not going, not all of them are going to be produced in the way that you're seeing right now. Uh, they might be from a hotel room or they might just be me, be me like walking outside. Um, I, I don't know. I'll find as many ways to do them as I possibly can. I will use it as an opportunity for me. Uh, to experiment with the way that I produce content because I, I will have to. There's just no way around it. So, um, you know, while I'm traveling, I'm just letting you guys know that um, this is this is how it's going to be. Yes, Marshall Rob, burnout is real. Uh, I am I've I have felt burnt out for a long time, for a real long time, and it's not just like the grind of putting out videos seven days a week and then you know moving down to six days a week. I mean, it's also the 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 mental rigor of everything that we've been dealing with. You know, um, I actually I got an email today from somebody who watches the show, and I wanted to make sure that I mentioned it um, because it's kind of relevant to uh, to what I'm talking about. You know, I talked about uh, depression and stuff the other day when I was talking about the uh, garbage pharmaceutical industry here in America. <clears throat> so. Bruce wrote me an email. He said, I'm a longtime fan of your show, and I'm very grateful for your efforts to put the truth out for us. It was put on my heart to contact you regarding my own mission, but I didn't follow through, <clears throat> thinking you might not be interested. But then you spoke about depression, antidepressants, and mental health, and you got my full attention. Uh, my name is Bruce, <clears throat> and uh, I run a website specifically for PTSD. It has resources worldwide for civilians, law enforcement officers, and veterans. It's a lot of research. It's a lot of time and effort, and I make nothing from it. I don't even want to take donations. <clears throat> I don't believe it's right to make money off of other people's suffering. Plus, all of this information is available online. Just Bruce just puts it together for people to find easily. I wanted to see if there were any listeners who may have a spare hour or two to do some research in their own local areas. Uh, it could benefit them, it would benefit their community, and, of course, it would benefit the webpage. The webpage is called ptsdnetwork.org. Once again, that's ptsdnetwork.org. <clears throat> he said, folks, all you have to do is look up local help for PTSD and send an email to the website itself. I'm just one guy doing what I think will help the most. Please let me know your thoughts. Well, Bruce, I think it's an excellent idea. 
And so I'm putting it out there for everybody here in the audience to see if you can help out getting Bruce the information for your local areas. I'm going to put it in here, ptsdnetwork.org. And I also want to say if you're somebody who might be suffering with PTSD or you might be suffering with uh, the effects of mental health or things going on in your life, maybe you're having a difficult time because of everything that's going on too. I absolutely understand it. If these things are happening to you too, you're having, then uh, I I say you know please why don't you why don't you help out uh, ptsdnetwork.org it's out there I want to thank you Bruce for sending me the information letting me know that this is what you do I think it's very important I think it's necessary work and uh, you know I-, I could probably use it myself I'm just being honest with you mom don't get upset don't call after the show <laughs> I'm fine I'll be fine okay. I'm I'm very resilient, all right, but, um, you know, I am willing to say that um, it it can probably help everybody. All right, and with that, ptsdnetwork.org. Thank you, Bruce. With that, I want to switch gears to some really good news, really, really good news here, guys, Uh, because I think this is extremely important, you know? Uh, One of the reasons I think that this rally in Arizona is so hotly anticipated is because of the importance of the state of Arizona. What's going on there in Arizona? Another one of these states is Wisconsin. Another one of these states is Georgia, Pennsylvania. All of these states, we have these hotly contested races. We have President Trump uh, that is um, uh, uh, putting up these incredible America First candidates, endorsing them uh, in so many different so many different states because these are the states where we need to address. What happened in 2020? Now, perhaps the idea of uh, reversing the effects of 2020, you know, maybe that's not possible. Maybe it's the the vernacular that we need to talk about. And uh, Javon Hutton-Polter said this on Patel's show. Um, Maladministration. The the election of 2020 was maladministered, okay? It was incorrectly administered. Based upon that, perhaps we can reclaim the electoral votes, and there are movements to have to have that happen in a couple of different states. And obviously in Texas, the entire Republican Party stated that they think Joe Biden is an illegitimate president, which he is. He is. We're just about to hit 1,000 people. Do me a favor, guys. Hit that plus sign if you're on Rumble. Uh, that's only on Rumble. We've got a whole bunch of people on uh, Getter. We've got a whole bunch of people over on the Foxhole. We got a thousand people over on Getter, and I don't know how many people on Foxhole, but now a thousand twenty people on Rumble. Please, if you're on Rumble, hit that plus sign. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you to everybody hanging out over there on Odyssey as well. Uh, we've got forty-one people. No, I'm sorry, only three people watching. <laughs> but this this news coming out of Wisconsin. Janelle Branchin was uh, instrumental in beginning and implementing the investigation into what happened in 2020 in Wisconsin. Well, she has now become one of the latest people to sign on to Representative Ramthan's resolution to reclaim those electoral votes in Wisconsin to say, Joe Biden, you're an illegitimate president and the former legislature, the people who were in power, granted you those electoral votes illegally. Therefore, those votes must be reclaimed, and then they can be passed off once more to the rightful winner 
of the 2020 election. And that would be Donald J. Trump. That would absolutely be Donald J. Trump. Joe Biden is not a legitimate president. Thank you to 123SKG. Also, thank you to Kansas Mudcat and Khaleesi2020. She says it's hard to do it every day. It is. It is very difficult to do this every day. Uh, I don't know that Methods has a schedule, Rumble Pilgrim. I, if I had to guess, I would say that he doesn't have a schedule. He's just producing content as the spirit moves him. It's very difficult to do this on a regular schedule. Um, yeah, Pax Vobis says, keep taking Sundays off, Zach, day of rest. We're not going anywhere. We all need to set worldly concerns aside and focus on God and our spiritual health. This is the third commandment. Absolutely. <clears throat> You know, I think I rationalized it because I was doing it so late at night. But that was n number one in my mind when I decided to take Sundays off. I mean, we, I, you know, I think we all need God in our lives. And even the people who don't believe in God, God is there and God believes in you. Okay. And he's active in your life, whether you believe in him or not. <clears throat> so with Janelle Branchin signing onto this resolution, uh, we are moving closer and closer to reclaiming those electoral votes in Wisconsin. Uh, I think that Ramthan is going to win the governor's race here uh, at the end of the year in, in uh, the midterms. Uh, and uh, we have overwhelming evidence that the elections were stolen in each of these swing states. OK, and they were done in remarkably similar ways. This is what Janelle Branchin has to say. She's calling for the decertification just from a couple of days ago. State Representative Janelle Branchin, chair of the Assembly Committee on Campaigns and Elections, has declared her request for the decertification of the November 2020 presidential election with the following statement. Fair and honest elections are the cornerstone of our democracy. Uh, it's not a democracy, you know. And we know that the 2020 presidential election was neither fair nor transparent. A handful of rogue clerks along with the Wisconsin Election Commission, decided they would subvert our election process with private money, drop boxes, illegal use of the indefinitely confined provision, and elimination of special voting deputies. We will never know the outcome of the 2020 presidential election. Tyranny is at Wisconsin's door. I think tyranny is lording over all of us right now, not simply Wisconsin, not simply Georgia, not simply Pennsylvania or Michigan. Tyranny looms over every state in the union, every man, woman, and child standing under old glory. We have been told for months that decertification is impossible, meaning that there is no downside to cheating in Wisconsin elections. How many more times do we need to endure this election injustice? I will join Representative Ramthan's call for decertification as I see no other means of justice for Wisconsin voters. We have been unable to stop the WEC a tyrannical agency that has created voting guidance to clerks while subverting the legislature and has no regard for existing laws. Our democracy is in jeopardy. <clears throat> I'll be really honest. I don't care what they call it. If they call it decertification, great, let's do it. If they call it maladministration, great, let's do it. I don't care how we get there. What's important to me is that we address the fraud that took place in November 2020 and in the weeks afterwards, okay? And it wasn't just there, all right? We've talked about this in so many other places. Uh, let's go ahead and take a look right here. This is from Voter Georgia. This is from um, Garland Favorito's group, okay? Another group that I believe is doing God's work 
in these swing states. On November 20, excuse me, on November 4th of 2020, Georgia reported they had 100% of their precincts in. And with that 100% reporting, President Trump was the winner of Georgia. Then all of a sudden, they come up with 250,000 additional ballots, and Joe Biden, boom, is the winner of Georgia. Brad Raffensperger certified it, but everybody knows that it's a lie. Everybody knows that Joe Biden is not the real president. One second, guys. I also saw something come through on Lisa's cash app. Uh, Loray. Loray wanted to know if I have RP78 bumper stickers. I did. I don't know if they're online anymore. I think that uh, I used to have bumper stickers available through Teespring. Uh, If Rise Attire is out there, I would love it if we could have some high-quality Red Pill 78 bumper stickers and offer them through the store. Um, So Garland Favorito uh, has been putting out information, Voter Georgia, they've been putting out information uh, basically since the fraud took place. And we've seen the evidence. We've seen it over and over and over again. We saw it presented very succinctly in 2,000 Mules. Okay, and I've seen people, you know, criticize that they didn't go far enough. They didn't say this. They didn't say that. Again, make your own damn movie. If you think they you could have done it better, then get out there and do it. I'm sick of people complaining. All right. You either have a positive effect. You either do something about it. Or you support the people who are doing something about it. We live in a time where we cannot afford to engage in inaction. We have to be proactive, we have to be a part of the system, and we have to drive it forward. I would love to do a poll right now. Put a one in the chat if you are planning to volunteer your time in the midterms this this fall, whether it's in the primary or it's in the general election. Please, put a one in the chat. If you're going to actively be there and you're going to help make sure that our election is implemented safely, securely, and fairly. And I'm not trying to shame anybody who doesn't. But I just want us to put it out there to show everybody. There's no way that they can steal this election from us if we're there watching. If we're there holding them accountable then they're not going to be able to steal this election from us. Now, those of you who are not already set up to volunteer in this election, go Monday. (laughs) Go online this weekend. Get yourself registered. Sign up wherever you need to. There are ample opportunities all over your county, in your precinct, to make sure that you are providing the support we need. I've said this so many times before. I guarantee you the Democrats have already done it. The Democrats are already signed up. They've already taken their training. They've already gotten their marching orders on how to cheat and how they're going to try to steal the election again. Please, please, guys, participate. We have to participate. We have got to be part of the solution. 
And maybe then we won't have to worry about what happens in the next election because we know that we're going to be there and we know that we're going to keep things safe. Now, I told you the other day about Washington State and how Washington State is setting up people to monitor these ballot drop boxes. This is an an excellent thing that we can do. And you don't even need to sign up with anybody. All right. Uh, you could you could stand there all day. All right. Everybody like get together with your friends. Talk to your neighbors. I know you all have talked to people in your real life about the theft of the election. All we got to do is show up. Get the video footage, get the pictures. All right. You can stand there right next to the ballot drop box. Okay, and then when you see somebody walking up with a handful of ballots, with a backpack full of ballots, do you think that they're going to feel comfortable dropping all of those ballots off with you standing right there? Be friendly. Talk to them. Say hello. Wave. Congratulate them on practicing their right to vote. Okay? And if they're a person who is there to commit an illegal act, They're probably not going to be comfortable doing it with you there. And then they're going to try to go to a different Dropbox. Now, you can also stand off to the side and just be ready with a camera. Get the video footage. Okay, if you see somebody putting 25 ballots into a box, get a picture of them. Walk over to their vehicle. Get a picture of their car. There's nothing illegal about that. It's a public place. They have no right to privacy. And you have every right to take as many pictures or videos as you want. Keep them honest, all right? And there are enough places where there are ballot drop boxes and there are patriots who somebody can be there 24 hours a day. I guarantee it. If you got to stand there at night, make sure you got a CCW. Make sure that you're protecting yourself. Film every single one of them. Make them famous, okay? And then don't forget my buddy Johnny V with Votify Now He's got an app where you can submit these images and show where people are dropping off these ballots. What precinct, what city, what state, what county. You can do it all over the country. And then every single one of us can log in and we can see what's happening. You've got 35 instances of people dropping off more than one ballot. You know, there we go. I think that we can have a tremendous impact. Make them uncomfortable at the very least and let them know that we're watching this time. In certain places, early voting has already started. Uh, did Zach get rid of the Big Lead t-shirt design? What is, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Big Lead t-shirt design. Um, Sterling says, my county is rural, but many that live on the government dole. There are lots of people around here that would cheat if they think they can. Hell yes, I'm going to be watching. Think about how many people out there don't have jobs. Um, you know, that are already economically depressed as a result of all this bullshit that happened, even more so now, you know those Democrats and those nonprofit organizations are going to have all kinds of Soros money, all kinds of Zuckerbucks to throw around again. They're going to pay people. They're going to pay them to cheat for them. It's going to happen. There, There's just no possible way that it's not going to happen. <sighs> All right. What else was there? I had another. Oh, 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 this is important. 
because this is uh, another one of those methods by which they stole the election that they used. Uh, you guys may remember the Election Integrity Partnership. Um, apparently, likely, that they broke the law. Uh, they worked with government entities and big tech firms in order to censor speech from quite often people on the right talking about election integrity. There should be no reason that we can't talk about our desire to keep our elections safe, to keep our elections secure. Oh, Teespring, Teespring, yes. Yeah, I, I'm pretty certain that Teespring uh, has, has like, killed off my store. Um, yeah, yeah, the, the Big Lee shirt was there for a long time, and uh, I don't know, I can't get it to work. There's a whole bunch of stuff that, uh, that didn't work. This is another thing. Talk to your county sheriffs, guys. Talk to your county sheriffs and ask them if they have a plan. Ask if you can help out, okay? Tell them you want to be part of the solution. Make sure that everybody who can be participating in securing our elections is able to be there. Oh, uh, let me see. Oh, I love you, honey. Thank you very much. I love you very much. So the Election Integrity Partnership. You know, I bet you that probably every single one of us was censored as a result of this um, partnership of uh, private industry and the government. Uh, the government cannot be censoring our speech, but they did censor our speech. Uh, they were initially funded by CISA. Remember CISA? Chris Krebs? Uh, ooh, ooh, Lucid Leopard says we need to infiltrate the vote-stealing organizations. I, I agree with you there. I absolutely agree. I think that uh, that's something that we can certainly do. Lisa mentioned something about this the other day, about trying to infiltrate some organizations. But she's close to me. I would imagine that if they look her up anywhere, they're going to figure out who she is. And they probably wouldn't allow her to be a part of the organization. Uh, let me see. Joshua Bain, good to see you, buddy. Pain bringing the pain. You are a legend. Thank you very much. And then he also says, if you wanted to know what the Lord's work looks like, look no further. Oh, thanks, bro. I really appreciate that. Thank you, buddy. <clears throat> it's an honor. It's an honor. And I appreciate everybody who's hanging out here with us. President Trump has not started yet. Uh, in typical fashion, I'm sure he's going to be pretty late. He's always late. Um, just getting back to what I was saying at the beginning beginning of the show. Obviously, I don't want to go up against President Trump. Uh, I, I I schedule these shows like a month in advance, and uh, you can't go out online and find a listing of President Trump's upcoming rallies. Like, no, Aman, I do have a guest tonight. She's supposed to be coming on after President Trump speaks because. Um, we didn't want to go up against the president. So I'm just waiting for the president to speak, and then I will be bringing her in. That's best case scenario. Um, it looks like maybe President Trump might be coming out. Let's go ahead and switch gears here. Let's see. We'll take a look at the crowd here. Let me turn up the volume. Let's see what if everyone is expecting. But you know what, though? And I will say, because I assume he's back here meeting with everybody. All right, so it looks like President Trump is not out yet, but they're eagerly anticipating his arrival. So let me go ahead and um, turn, oops, there we go, turn that back on. Oh, so let's see. Yeah, President Trump is in Arizona tonight, guys. 
Um, Carrie Lake already spoke. Uh, several, I think all the other candidates actually spoke. We're, we're just waiting on President Trump to come out here. Did anybody see this presentation, uh, the show that Patrick Byrne did? Patrick Byrne said that the FBI knew that the election had been hacked and that they did nothing about it. I haven't actually seen it yet. I've only seen uh, this article about it. Um, But it looks like Patrick Byrne did a nice long episode on it. And uh, it's something that I'm going to be checking out. I also, I've been meaning to have Patrick Byrne back on the show. Maybe this will be an excellent opportunity for me too. Oh, looks like President Trump might be coming out. Hold on, let's turn up the volume. In Alaska, they oh, they're doing got the wave. a wave started, and it took a while <laughs> to kind of get it off the ground. I think another ten minutes. Surfs up. Another ten minutes. Okay, another ten minutes before President Trump comes out. Like I said, he's always late, and he's got every right to be late. President Trump is, uh, you know, he's on top of the world for a reason. Uh, let me see. What else do we have? Ah, Steve Bannon actually was on Tucker Carlson. Let's see. I am interested to see what he had to say here. Let me see how long this is. Uh, obviously, if it's over 10 minutes, then we won't watch it because I don't want to cut into President Trump. But... Good evening. Oh, yeah, it's a 20-minute tw- 20 20 segment. That's a little bit too long. I don't like to commit to that when we're on a limited time frame such as we are right now. Anybody here a wrestling fan? Anybody grew grew up watching WWF, WWE? World Wrestling Federation is, is what I always remember it as. Apparently Vince McMahon is being forced uh, to retire. And this is because of sexual misconduct allegations. I have heard um, rumors about sexual misconduct happening in the WWE for a while and not just against women, like men being sexually assaulted as well. Um, You know, that's not the first thing you think of when you think about wrestling, but uh, apparently that was happening. Now, one thing I will say, Carrie Lake, when she was speaking earlier, I was watching it as I was preparing for this. Uh, she said that they're going to continue to build the wall. And I think that this is the only way that we're going to get the wall completely built. They're going to have to transfer the responsibility for the construction over to the states. I mean, obviously, the federal government's not going to do it. And if Carrie Lake can work with the uh, Arizona state legislature to get the money to do it. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and get it done. It needs to happen. I mean, we are being literally overrun by illegals right now. Uh, They are infiltrating every single Democrat run city. That's the only reason I can see anything positive about it. Maybe they're going to start feeling a bit of the pain. Uh, But in certain places, you know, they are giving uh, these illegal immigrants places to live when they're not giving American citizens places to live uh, in other countries, uh, in uh, in the Netherlands, apparently. Uh, they are beginning the process of, of taking homes away from Dutch citizens to give those illegal immigrants a place to live instead. Uh, how about this? Um, this is a, a tragic tale. Uh, there was a Miami Hurricanes player 
who died suddenly and mysteriously very recently. And wouldn't you know it, he died of a heart attack at the age of 24. You know, and if it was any other time but 2022, I would say that's very strange. You know, I mean, 24-year-olds don't generally die of heart attacks. But in the advent of the COVID-19 vaccine era, uh, this is now the type of timeline where young men, such as uh, this guy Sam Bruce, can die from a heart attack at the age of 24. TMZ reporting on it. Um <laughs> Coronary artery disease, they're saying. I don't care how much chicken, how much pizza, uh, how much bad food this guy ate. At the age of 24, he should not be dying of a heart attack. Do we got President Trump coming in now? Let's take a listen. Yeah, I mean, well, Alaska started the way. No, still not there. Still not there. Um, but it just doesn't make any sense to me, and I don't think it makes any sense to anyone uh, with half a brain. The physical condition that he would have been in to be a professional football player, uh, you know, his cardiovascular system would have been just fine. It's absolutely abnormal. And I'm wondering when people on the left are going to start realizing that something strange is happening here. This is a story about Arizona. Uh, she is, I guess, running against... No, she's running against Karen Kunisek. I'm sorry, Karen Kunisek is now Karen Kunisek-Taylor, who is running against Carrie Lake. I think this is the woman that uh, Mike Pence was doing the rally for here tonight. That's actually something I wanted to check out. I wanted to see if anybody was covering the uh, Mike Pence rally. Mike Pence, Arizona rally. Let's see. This is probably on like CNN or something. Let me see. Fox 10 Phoenix is covering it, perhaps. Yeah. I. I but you've got to you got to know that they're not going to show like the the seats in the audience they're not going to show how many people are there because nobody's going to be there everybody that's anybody is at the trump rally right here with carrie lake and all of the other incredible america first candidates in the great state of arizona wendy rogers mark fincham carrie lake all of them I just heard from Doug Mastriano in Pennsylvania. Well, oh, Doug. Must have, his ears must have been burning because, Doug, Doug, we have been talking about you, but go ahead. Yeah, I know. I don't know if you saw us earlier, so we should recap for everybody that yes, Doug let's Mastriano recap. Yeah. is the Republican gubernatorial candidate in Pennsylvania who had an outstanding... Anybody from uh, Pennsylvania here? I'd be interested to know what the uh, word on the ground is in regards to Doug. I mean, I, I Doug is the candidate that I've heard the most about. And obviously, I think he's a real patriot. I think that uh, he was basically running the charge for election integrity in Pennsylvania. Pence is sudden death to whoever he endorses. Yeah, you know, obviously, there's always that argument, you know, is Mike Pence working with Donald Trump? Is Mike Pence, um, you know, a, a white hat or a black hat? And I think that anybody who endorses the person who is running against the candidate that Donald Trump endorses, that is sudden death. 
So I guess you could say, in a manner of speaking, that Mike Pence is doing the bidding of Donald Trump. If Donald Trump wants Carrie Lake to win, we don't have gubernators, it's gubernatorial. Um, Yeah, so I just, I don't see this woman. Obviously, she's got money. She's married to a millionaire that's like, you know, much, much older than she is. I don't know, Rory, I didn't really care for Mike Pence. At that time, I mean, I I thought he was, uh, I don't know. He made me uncomfortable. I didn't like the fact that he couldn't look anybody in the eye. And I I don't know if that's because, you know, he was deferring to President Trump, but it seemed like even when he was meeting with people when Trump wasn't there, that he would always, like, speak with his eyes closed. It it just, it, it didn't seem normal to me. But I don't know. Mike Pence doesn't have to be a good guy to do what needs to be done. Mike Pence could be doing what needs to be done and not consciously being aware of it. He could be manipulated. I think that it's such a complicated issue all the time, and people always are like, you know, it's either this or it's that. And I've always felt that it wasn't that simple. Mike Pence has always been an enigma. J.D. Irish thinks that it's uh, he's a good guy. Jay Drish, sorry, not Jay. I, I went to school with a guy named uh, Jay Irish. All right, so let me see. I'm going to see if I can get any other word on President Trump coming out here. Oh, man. You know, let, let's talk about Dark Maga a little bit. I am a proponent of dark MAGA. I'm be real honest with you. I think that when President Trump comes back into office, uh, he needs to absolutely, ruthlessly gut the government of the United States. We need to get rid of so many different administrative branches. We need to get rid of all these offices. He needs to take that red tape and just slice it. We need to have the floor red with tape. Get rid of everything that is unnecessary, because how are we ever going to pay off the money that we are supposedly owing to the Federal Reserve when we always borrow more than we make? Obviously, this is a system that's designed to fail. Um, I think that the only way we're going to successfully be able to transition into a government, a system of government that works is to go back in time. We have to go back to the way things were. And the government, it existed just fine for years without all of these different branches and and, and offices that did a specific niche thing. And again, I've said this before, all of these different administrative aspects of government, they don't have the legal right to create laws. And although they might call them, you know, regulations or statutes, they are enforced in the same way as laws created by Congress. And that's illegal. And so many of these different administrative offices are completely illegal, the things that they do. Yes, Pax Vobis. Politics was not supposed to be a career. It was not meant to be a career. It's called service for a reason, okay? You are not supposed to become a politician for life and then make yourself wealthy, 
sucking off the teat of Lady Liberty and uh, sending Americans to the poorhouse. You know, Paul Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi. You guys ever watch that unusual Wales account? Uh, they will report on massive financial decisions, not just in crypto, but also in the stock market. Big windfalls. Paul and Nancy have consistently done really well in the stock market. Truth Seeker 99 says 90% of government needs to be cut. It needs to be completely removed. All of those different functions that are being handled by all of these offices of the federal government, they could very easily be handled at a local level and in a better manner by local state governments, local and state governments, rather, shall I say. But lobbyists run Capitol Hill, you're right, Big Daddy. Lobbyists run Capitol Hill, and it's a money-making proposition. Okay, I just heard from uh, from the representative of Megan Walsh. She is going to be able to come in at the end of the rally. Hang on. He says, Bestie, yeah, call me right after the rally. Okay, I will. Hopefully, we're going to be able to get Megan on. If not, then I think maybe I'm going to have to go live uh, another night in this next week, and we'll make sure we do it on a night that President Trump isn't speaking. Um, okay, so let's uh, do a thank you over here, a boneless chicken. Thanks, brother. I hope Florida is being good to you. You and the soon-to-be wifey deserve it. Thank you very much. Insight Gino. Uh, Gino also being one of those people that hooked me up with Megan. Uh, so, Gino, I'm glad you're here, buddy. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we are going to be having Megan on once the rally is over. I'm, as I'm sure you know, President Trump is a uh, a difficult a difficult time slot to beat. So, just getting back to the idea of dark MAGA and gutting the federal government. Uh, right here, apparently, the word is that Trump would plan to fire tens of thousands of civil servants and do just that so that we could get the MAGA agenda implemented. So they're saying that he plans to purge the so-called deep state beyond what any president has done before if he runs and wins the presidency in 2024. And I, I argue that this is exactly what he should do if he has reinstalled before 2024. <clears throat> That means as many as 50,000 government workers could be on the chopping block. Can you imagine the anger uh, that the intelligence community and that the deep state <clears throat> is going to have? The anger they already have towards Donald Trump is unprecedented. The anger they have towards the American people can barely be quantified because they just hate us so much. They hate the idea that we wouldn't go along with their bullshit. They hate the idea that we wouldn't simply sit back and allow ourselves to be railroaded, to be bent over the kitchen table, okay? It's happened for long enough, and I'm done. I want the federal government to be in tatters, okay? I want simply the legislative, the executive, and the judicial, and then everything else. Zach should have rise the tire, make us some to buy. <clears throat> Is Rise Attire here? 
Or are you talking about the bumper stickers? Either way, no matter when President Trump comes back, the only way that his agenda works, the only way that the American people win is if we get rid of all that bloat. We have to get rid of all of these unnecessary offices in the federal government. So apparently they're saying that he has a plan that's being drawn up right now to drain the swamp, cut those tens of thousands of government employees from all of these uh, these typical roles. Now, this is being reported by Axios, so take it with a grain of salt, because I don't know that President Trump would put his agenda out there if it's going to be this important and uh, this severe. But we need dark MAGA. We need the Make America Great Again agenda to be implemented with vicious fervor. Because as long as these civil servants sit in their offices and can stonewall the actions and the directives that President Trump and the American people want, as long as they can stop it from being implemented again as they did before, we will never win. We got to get rid of them. We got to get rid of them. All right, so cleaning house of mid-level staffers at the Pentagon, the Justice Department, the State Department, and beyond, and bring in thoroughly vetted candidates who were found to be more closely aligned with the America First agenda. I, th- I, I think that's what he should have done from the get-go. But again, if he would have just come in and just would have cleaned house, the, the, the people on the left would have never, yes, dark MAGA, that's what I think. Dark MAGA. It's like it's basically like the design aesthetic of uh, of the show. Old Testament Trump. Exactly. (laughs) Old Testament Trump. I want him to come in and just smash his fist down on the table with a single stroke of a pen, close down all of the unnecessary offices in the federal government, get rid of them. Get rid of all these people stonewalling him at the Justice Department, at the State Department. Get rid of these unnecessary intelligence agencies. Completely implode the CIA. Create a new new branch. Create something else, okay? Yes, the federal government took everything away from the states. Give it back to the states. Let each of us 50 United States govern ourselves as it should have been. They can go work in the private sector, all right? They can find something worthwhile to give back and benefit society. BAMP MAGA? You guys are going to have to define that for me. BAMF. BAMF. B-A-M-F. What am I missing here? Yeah, see, everyone, you're fired. You're all fired. Every single one of you are fired. So, uh, this the Trump official who came up with this uh, said it could apply to as many as 50,000 staffers of some of the 2 million federal workers. Only 50,000 out of 2 million? Only 50,000 out of 2 million? We could probably get rid of three quarters of those staffers, and it would be fine. But 50,000 would probably be the most egregious offenders within the deep state. Badass motherfucker. Okay, I got it. I got it now. 
stripping mid-level government staffers of any sense of job stability and set a new precedent, forcing future new presidents to seek out and install their own loyalists throughout the bureaucracy. It's something that should be done every single time. Because when you have loyalists present in the federal government, it makes it more difficult to get your own agenda implemented. And the American agenda, the MAGA agenda, is the Donald Trump agenda. We need to get this done. So uh, Russ Vaught is apparently the former head of Trump's Office of Management and Budget. He's working on this plan to make the security clearance process less onerous so that more government workers could be made political appointees. We are consciously bringing on the toughest and most courageous fighters with the know-how and credibility to crush the deep state. It's great. I absolutely love it. Bring it, DJT. Bring it, Russ. Bring it, Jeffrey Clark. Um, now, they say that Trump and many of his former top aides and allies are no longer on speaking terms. The former president is relying on a close cadre of still trusted former advisors who are working with conservative organizations to line up talent. That's fine because many of those people who supposedly represented President Trump and many of those people who supposedly were backing President Trump were secretly working against him. We can't have that happen again. I actually have. I have an idea on how this might happen, but I got to talk to some people. I can see this. I can absolutely see this. Cash Patel would be a part of it. Rick Grinnell would be a part of it. Who else could be involved here? Devin Nunes, certainly. Devin could definitely be a part of it. Dan Scavino, absolutely. Peter Navarro, yes, yes. John Ratcliffe, sure, yeah. Every single one of them. They were great. They were great. Last Mimsy, was it the was it the 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 beach bundle like with the cooler and the and the and and the towels and stuff? Was that you? Because that was the only there was only one like wedding gift, proper wedding gift that I got. And if that was you, I did get it, and I thanked you on the air. But it's okay if you didn't see it. But if that was you that sent the cooler and all those other things, the tumblers then put that in the foxhole chat and let me know because that was the only thing that we got that actually said that it was a wedding gift. It was very well wrapped. It was an incredible presentation. We thought that it was so cute and uh, we have gotten a lot of use out of that stuff uh, because every time we go to the beach, we're always using it. All right, waiting to hear from last Mimsy if that was her that sent that stuff that I think is what she sent. Amon got a get a Jackery power unit. You can run internet. Last Mimsy, just let me know. Yeah, spike protein. I absolutely agree with you. Neocons need to go. No more foreign wars. No more foreign intervention. Get out of every country that's not America. Maybe we maybe we hang around with military bases, okay, just to ensure that the American agenda continues on. But we cannot continue to invade these countries. We need to gut the uh, the, the military-industrial complex. You know, the, the medical-industrial complex now has reached the same level of power as the military-industrial complex. And uh, 
They're going to destroy America. They're going to destroy everything that we hold dear. Okay. Last Mimsy, I hope that's what I'm thinking it is. Where is Steve Mnuchin these days? I don't know. I mean, Steve Mnuchin's working in the private sector, isn't he? I mean, Steve Mnuchin is very wealthy. I don't think he needs to work ever again. Let's, let's, wait, is that President Trump? Is President Trump coming in? So Carrie Lake is taking her seat, which I've got to assume. All right, if Carrie Lake is taking her seat, that means that President Trump is going to be here soon. Um, Hang on just a second. Let's look for Steve Mnuchin. Mnuchin. And in the meantime, I will convert back to the rally since President Trump is probably going to come out anymore. Get all of our troops home, bring them home. You know, I mean, I can understand wanting to protect those military assets, but, um, you know, and perhaps there are. I could be convinced in certain instances. Last Mimsy, were you the beach hit? I think that last Mimsy may be uh, back a little bit further. Okay, so Steve Mnuchin. Oh, you know, Steve Mnuchin also is like a um, a producer. He's a film producer, too. Looks like <clears throat> the most recent in- information about Steve Mnuchin says that um, he might be working with some Arab states. He raised $3.5 billion from Arab states since leaving office, and that includes Saudi Arabia. And they've been making big business deals. Trey Gowdy, yeah, he's been on Fox News for a while now. Um, okay. Last Mimsy said that she sent a check. How long ago? I don't remember anything from you recently. And I've thanked everyone on the air who has sent something. Oh, President Trump. We need President Trump back. There's just no way around it. Wow, Mike Tyson says he's going to die really soon? I think Mike Tyson uh, is talking about, might get it in a few days then. Okay, okay, great. Okay, you guys, I got to get a caffeinated beverage, so I'm going to be right back. We'll put the rally on until then. Truth Social. We got to love us some Truth Social there. Before the president yeah, go ahead. out, let's do a couple more things. Um, I'd like to go over the candidates again. Let's do that real the quickly. Arizona candidates. Arizona candidates. There is a laundry list of Trump-endorsed Arizona candidates, and that is one of the reasons why, well, President Trump is here in Arizona. So let's go ahead. 
So we talked about Blake Masters as the Senate candidate. Of course, Carrie Lake is the gubernatorial candidate. There's a few smaller races that I want to make sure Arizona voters are aware of. Uh, Steve Zimmerman is running for Senate. He's running against Ken Bennett. Ken Bennett testified before Congress. Uh, really did a lot of damage, quite frankly, to the Arizona audit by saying that it showed that Joe Biden won the election, which the auditors never said that. So we need to make sure that Ken Bennett doesn't make it into that seat. And Steve Zipperman is the MAGA candidate running against him. Judy Burgess is running for re-election in the state house. They're both from Prescott. They're both from this local area. Nice. And then uh, we've got Anthony Kern is running against Paul Boyer for the Senate, state Senate in Arizona. Anthony Kern, Trump endorsed. He is trying to unseat a rhino. And that's why President Trump has paid attention to this, because there's rhinos that need to be rooted out of these state houses and state senate. So make sure you vote for Anthony Kern if he's in your district. And then uh, David Farnsworth, who is running against Rusty Bowers. Rusty Bowers is the current Speaker of the House here in Arizona, who has done so much damage and really prevented a lot of the MAGA movement. He's been censored by the Arizona GOP as well as by his county GOP, the legislative district. Basically, they've disavowed him as a Republican. He is so anti-conservative. Carrie Lake right there. There's I wonder where she is going to go right now. Is she coming in here? Let's see. I would love to know that she might be in here, but oh, let's find out. It would, who knows? Uh, let me see so if David I can motion Farnsworth. her over here. Make sure if you are an Arizona voter, David Farnsworth. I'm going to see if I can like... motion. Well, Duncan's. Oh, no, let's see. Pizza. Let's see. if she coming right here? Oh, She's coming good. right here. Well, let's, let's stay. I want you to stay here. Okay. Let's stay here. We'll be joined here in a few minutes uh, with the gubernatorial candidate, Carrie Lake. We'll get her in the middle. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Please. Ladies and gentlemen, Carrie Lake. What's your thoughts right now? Wow. This crowd, uh, Prescott Valley is the greatest. It's such a patriotic, loving city. We love this city in Arizona and this crowd. I mean, I was overwhelmed tonight by the love. I can't wait until President Trump takes the stage. He's really excited. His plane was delayed, and so um, he got here a little bit late. He just arrived, as a matter of fact. I just spoke with him. He's he's asking me what the crowd's going to be like. Yeah. I'm just going to make sure you don't take a couple steps back. I don't want you to fall off this oh, riser. Yeah, just be, be very, that would be very, very cognizant of that. But these people love you, and one of the things that they have said is that you've you've promised to follow through on everything that you've talked about, and that's what President Trump did. Promises made, promises kept. And I think that's why so many people love you. They know that you're going to do just what you say. And I think that's why the media despises you oh, because they boy. know that you're going to do just what you said. Well, I also have a relationship with the people of Arizona. 27 years I spent covering. I, I covered this state. I covered us on the good days and the bad days. I've been in their homes for 27 years. It's more than just name ID. It is a relationship. And I cherish that relationship. And for a long time, Arizonans have not been represented well by their so-called leaders, the, whether it be the governor or anybody in politics. They always get into office and turn their back. And they I do. think the people of Arizona know that I'm in this for the right reason. I'm not in it for the fame. I've already had that. I'm not in it for the money. There is no money in politics unless you're crooked. And they know that I will do right by them. Yeah. We've talked to a lot of people here, and they say one of the biggest concerns a lot of is people. immigration. You've laid out a Yeah, I'm turning the music down, guys. Sorry. <laughs> oh. What was What is that from? That's from um, Les Miserables. Les Miserables. Usually they have pretty good 
pretty good music at these uh, at these rallies. I don't know why they're playing Lamez tonight. <laughs> oh my god! <clears throat> All right, so. For anybody out there in Arizona, you guys like Carrie? I've always liked Carrie Lake. I was worried that uh, initially when she came out before she was endorsed and everything, I was worried that maybe she would be uh, a typical media person. Um, She's smooth. Like, she's good in front of the camera. And I feel like she knows cats. Is it from cats? She knows the um, she knows the people. She knows the issues. She has watched as the government of Arizona has just not done right by their people. And I think that uh, that uh, her heart's in the right place. Um, You know, there's always that fear that one of these candidates who President Trump endorses is going to turn on him once they get into office. But, you know, Kerry has uh, con- consistently said that she's not going to do that. So... I, I like her. I, I think that she is a step in the right direction. I think that the whole slate of candidates they have in Arizona are going in the right direction. I think she's very smart. Yes, everybody's telling me it's from cats. It's not from <laughs> oh, not from Les Mis. I've never actually seen Les Miserables. I've never seen yes, Doctor Oz. That's there. You go. You know. Hmm. Dr. Oz is an excellent example of that. Now, it, it it remains to be seen what Dr. Oz is doing. Dr. Oz got through the primary with President Trump's support. Doug Belmore tells me he doesn't trust her. Mm, okay. Yeah, here's the thing. You know, Dr. Oz, I think, needed President Trump to get through the primary. And now, to get through the general, he's going to be using his star power because he's famous, you know? And maybe there will be people who would vote for him because of who he is and not because what President Trump says. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with Dr. Oz. I have high hopes and low expectations. Social media, follow her at Carrie Lake, and you'll find out what your schedule's like. You do not sit back. You've got double-digit leads over your opponents, despite what the mainstream media wants to convince you at home that it's tight, neck and neck. This race is not tight, neck and neck. But let's talk about your daily schedule, and you do not take that for granted. You are talking to the people every day. You're in people's homes. You're in churches. You're at front of businesses. You're at the border. You're making. You're working for this opportunity. Yes, I become governor in the state. And I want the people of Arizona to know that's how hard I will work as your governor. I'm in this because I'm worried about the direction our state's going in our country. It's not easy to get into politics. It's a lot of work, but we need someone who's going to get in there and do the right thing. We do four, five, six events a day. Unbelievable. We collapse into bed at night yeah. and we get up and do it again. Yeah. But it's important. It's important because if we don't get it right at this election, we're going to lose Arizona and we're going to lose the country. Okay, how can people, Arizona, their state right now, let's say you're living in... I'm just going to say uh, Michigan, okay? What can people do right now to help Arizona, Michigan, and get, and get more patriots involved? Well, it's important because if you're in Michigan, our open border is affecting you. That and is that's true. why we need me in office in Arizona. I am the only governor 
who will get to the bottom of our corrupt elections and restore honesty in Arizona, and the only governor who will secure the border. And that's why it's important for you to get involved if you can, if you want to make a donation to our campaign. Hate to ask for money. I'm up against a, a woman who's married to a billionaire. Well, let's talk about that for a second, because you are running up against an opponent that is absolutely loaded, and they're just writing blank checks for you. Blank checks. I mean, they can literally spend as much as they want, and they've already spent a record amount here in, uh, in Arizona in this race, and we haven't even got to the primary yet. It's disgusting what they're trying to do. They're trying to buy the election. Yeah. How much time? Let them, let them spend all of their money. This The woman that she is running against uh, married a guy who was like 86 when she met him. He was 36-something years older than she was, <clears throat> and uh, and yeah. They are wasting money, absolutely wasting as much money as they possibly can, hoping that they can buy the American people once more. But thank God people have woken up. Thank God they realize that they can't trust the media. They can't trust the fancy ads that come across their screens. People are not paying attention to what these low-life cabal creatures are doing and saying. Yeah, we are in a different era. The edge as uh you know we're we're inches away from a viral video and i keep thinking I know. please it scared me with her heels on but what a great message she has for america that i asked her you know if you live in a state that's that's corrupt yeah what do you do well you just you you, you get involved you, fix you it. just got it you fix it you, you get involved it. the days of sitting back saying well i can't do much because yeah. i'm not in political office that's over i mean you yeah. can actually do a lot uh, thank you very much to Kaju SPS, Kajus. I never know how to say that name. It says, great show. Off the leash. Thanks for that can. Casey as well. Rook Castle, it's good to see a friend. Dropping three cookies. I appreciate that. Yes. This rally in particular is extremely important to the deep state. Because they understand that they're going to lose in Arizona. They understand that their time at the head of the ship, at the uh, the front of the ship, uh, is over. They're no longer going to be steering. They're going to have to wait and see what the American people do. They know that we're going to take our nation back. We're going to have to do it one state at a time. It's been difficult. It's been long. It's been arduous. But we will be successful in the end. Which makes me think we're moments away. We Folks, are. we're moments away. From moments away, guys. Here. 47 minutes Valley, late. This is par for the course. The next song was be. President well, Trump likes to make an entrance, don't you think? Gracefully late. What do they call that? Fashionably late. He likes to be fashionably late. Somebody earlier said that uh, they like the gray in my beard. I feel it looks like I've grown up. <clears throat> It's yeah. been this dark for, or excuse me, this gray for a long time, but I just haven't trimmed it for a while now. It gets to a certain point, and then it's hot, and I just, I gotta trim it. I gotta keep it low. She's getting her seat. Yeah. The press is getting position for the walkout, and which, by the way, we have a beautiful shot of that walkout on that cut riser that we've ever had. So shout out to the Trump team for putting together such an amazing riser position. Is it casually late, honey? <laughs> and Bethany. And Bethany, the team that's President Trump is the best. Once again, about done yourself. 
I don't know about you guys, but I always feel reinvigorated when I watch President Trump. Every time the man goes on screen, it's like it's electric. They said Trump's plane was late. Okay. Oh, is that what you that this is a lightning storm? Was there a fashionably late, casually late, you know, fashionably too? For years. For years. And it's not like President Trump just had the latest single out. He, you know, he hasn't been in office in two years. Yeah, he's up doing this right here, you know. Uh, but he's still packing the house. And that just shows how big of a heart people have for him. They Frost Valancourt, I don't know if you're over there on Odyssey still, but thank you very much. I think everyone's getting excited. I'm starting to get excited. Angel Flies up there on Getter. Good to see you, friend. Thank you for joining us. And remember... Make sure you subscribe. So many names I recognize over here on Rumble and on the Foxhole, too. Rain with him says, I think many red pill people are getting jaded by all the kicking of the can. How long is this taking? They just need to be adults. You're absolutely right. And this kind of plays into what I was saying the other night. People, they want what they want now. All right. And it's even more insistent because of how much pain we've been going through. Things have been so difficult all across the board. And I think that many people did not believe that it could get this bad in America. And so we take a look at all these people around us who have power, who have influence, who have knowledge and understanding. And we say, how can they allow it to be like this? And it's a difficult question to answer. You know, but I truly do believe that we have to get to a point at which we have this tipping over uh, in the consciousness of Americans. You can never forget just because you're awake, just because the people that you know are awake or just because you hang out with all these people online who happen to be awake. It doesn't mean that the rest of the people around you are awake and aware. They quite oftentimes are completely brainwashed. I mean, We have to take down the mainstream media. We have to clean up the federal government. Uh, We've got to completely rebuild this system. Don't forget, this is an excellent time to mention, tomorrow night, my guest, James Martinez, is going to be here, and we're going to be discussing this breakthrough free energy technology from a company called Brilliant. Uh, Good to see you, Smot Poker. Good to see you, buddy. Thanks for being here. Weather delays for the area. Texas for Trump. Thank you very much. Uh, Yeah, uh, Selkie O'Toole. I heard that as well. Biden has had a number of brain surgeries. I haven't even talked about that this week, but Biden's got COVID. Now, this kind of gets into the conversation I was having on Truth Social. Uh, There were many people who said that I don't believe that any of these elites have taken the COVID vaccine. Now, Joe Biden's like supposedly had quadruple boosted shots. He got the first vax, he got the second vax, and then he got like four boosters after that. And apparently he's got COVID and he's working eight hours a day from home uh, waiting for him to get better. I don't know. I think that the elites have taken something. I think they believe in vaccines Uh, and maybe they don't believe in mRNA vaccines, but they still take other things. Do you guys know that 
the very first case of polio in over a decade was just found here in the United States. Chan, I'm glad you didn't miss Trump either. Glad to see you here. Georgie G says, nobody around here seems to be waking up. You got to give them time. Everybody is on their own time schedule. You cannot force the awakening. They have to come to it themselves. They have to realize what's been happening behind the scenes, how badly they've been lied to, how badly they've been taken advantage of. People will come to this in their own time. Every time I see pickles, I start to think, wow, you all three looked like kids back then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I got to be honest with you. I think I've gotten more gray, more white hair in my beard as a result of doing this. I mean, this will age you, let me tell you. Original Hillary J says, Biden hasn't worked an eight-hour day in 40 years. I think so. I think you're absolutely right. But yeah, I think that I have aged considerably since I started doing this. I can see it in my face. You know, the lines on my forehead. Constantly, constantly worrying about this stuff. Let me see. Oh, I think you guys, I think we have President Trump coming out on stage. Well, Christina, I don't know. I feel like we struck out on that one. What happened? <laughs> He's no, not no, here. No, it's coming. It's coming, you think? Yeah. Now but can they her. cut the song midstream? They're showing a video on the screen upside. I don't know if this is a tribute. <laughs> Napkinator video. says, great to have you behind the mic for the rally RP. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Stick around after the, the rally, guys, because I am supposed to have a guest, Megan Walsh. Um, I bet we're not going to be able to do a call-in show if she is able to do the show because apparently this is way past her bedtime and uh, Mike, Megan, I don't know if you're watching, but I appreciate you having the flexibility. Obviously, we lost Ivana Trump very recently. President Trump had to push this rally back as a result of that. I don't begrudge him the decision to do that. Ivana was the mother of his children, the mother of Eric, Don Jr., Ivana. I think Tiffany was with Marla Maples. Yeah, yeah. God rest her soul. Rest in peace, Ivana. I think she was murdered. I'm going to be just really honest with you. Beautiful moment here. It yeah, worry solves nothing. Keep a bright outlook and it will shine on your face. <clears throat> well, it's not just that I'm worried about what's happening in America. It's a lot of stress just to do this every day. As the music fades out, what a beautiful moment that was. Uh, let's see if perhaps... It's a tough uh, job. We get the call. Those famous words. I would say, though that I am more optimistic than most people. Here we go. I bet you this is it. Okay, President Trump is coming out. Stop. 